1: If I were no longer here, what scrapbooks would I want to leave my girls? When I sat down and really thought about that, I came up with, you know, quickly, really came up with a list of, okay, these are the things I really want to have done.
0: Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson, owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 202. In this episode, I'm joined by Jen Slowick to discuss an important shift she's making in her hobby to prioritize the legacy projects on her scrapbooking bucket list. This is one of two episodes that close out the fourth year of the Scrapbook Your Way podcast. We're taking a short break and we'll return with new episodes on January 23rd. I'm so grateful for your support of the show for every listen, every comment, and every share. You may have noticed we don't take outside sponsorship. Scrapbook Your Way is made possible by listeners who become Simple Scrapper members. Our community is built around supporting you, keeping your memories, your way. We have an amazing schedule for 2023, including our first retreat of the year in a few weeks. Visit simplescrapper.com membership to learn more about our creative community. And now, my conversation with member Jen Slowick. Hey, Jen, welcome to Scrapbook Your Way. Hi. I am looking forward to our conversation today and diving into some storytelling topics today. Uh, but can you start by sharing a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, hi, I'm Jen
1: Slowick, and I live in Traverse City, Michigan, which is a tourist town in northern Michigan. Um, I'm, I've been married to my husband, Dave, for 23 years. And we have two girls, uh, Lexi, who's 20 and is actually in L.A. going to school. And Emmy is 13, and she's in eighth grade. And we also have two pets. Um, We have a guinea pig, which I guess is Emmy's guinea pig um, that she talked us into during the uh, pandemic. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Um, So it's a three-year-old guinea pig named Blossom, who's a sweet, sweet guinea pig as guinea pigs go but um and then yeah. we recently in august added um another family member a puppy named finn who's now six months old and um he's kind of taken over all our hearts he's a sweet sweet boy so and i think oh, that's so yeah it's like one of the best decisions we've made so i was talked into it and i'm glad i was so
0: I think that happens a lot in a lot of different families. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and you mentioned your two daughters. I know the last time we talked, um, you were kind of giving me some teen parenting advice (laughs) because Emily is, you know, 11 going on 17 some days and sometimes 11 going on seven. And so it's such an interesting time. Yes. Yeah. That's fun.
1: (laughs) It all all works out in the end. (laughs) You
0: just
1: have to get through some hard times.
0: I I am foreseeing that and remembering some of my own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we are asking all of our guests this year to share both one non scrapbooking thing as well as one scrapbooking thing that they are excited about right now. So what is exciting you?
1: Right, so um, for the non scrapbook related, um, I'm excited about my new planner. Um, so last year it uh, was the first time I used a happy planner and um, it's the first time I've ever used the planner through the whole year. I mean, I know we're not done with the year, but, but technically, but um, it's the first time I've gotten through the whole thing and stuck with it. Um, so it's the dashboard layout. Um, which oh, okay. has, like, on the left side, there's a bunch of different things like um, to-do list, And um, I've kind of made it my own. Like, I use one square for creativity, one for to-dos, one for errands, um, things like that. And then on the right side is are the days of the week. So um, with lines for everything. But um, I went with the eight and a half by 11 um, size for 2023. And I'm excited to have a little more room for goal setting and tracking, and then also for um, keeping track of my current leads for the week, like reading, watching, listening too. So yes, so yes. yeah. Hopefully, I won't think it's too big. <laughs> yeah, I hope I don't. You have know, to switch. I w-
0: yeah. <laughs> I just switched to a slightly larger planner. It's not quite eight and a half by eleven, but I've been so amazed at. I don't know just how much more freedom I feel that there's enough space for additional lists that I want to add. And I didn't realize before that the size was kind of contributing to my lack of, of happiness and satisfaction. So I'm, I'm hopeful for you because everyone I talk to, I think bigger seems to be better. (laughs) Yeah. I could see if I had to take it with me, it wouldn't work,
1: but I just leave mine out on the counter. So it's fine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then, um, for scrapbooking related, I'm excited, um, about the, I'll be taking the Allie Edwards Hello Story class along with, uh, some other Simple Scrapper members. And, um, I am, over the years I've bought so many scrapbook classes (laughs) that I haven't taken and are just sitting there, um. But um I think the accountability of the way that that this class is gonna be um, supported inside the simple scrapper community will really help me to follow through. Um
0: so I'm excited. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one too, because I definitely purchased that yes. when it first came out and <laughs> maybe did the first lesson. Um I certainly did not get very you far. You did more than me. So I'm excited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I purchased it and
1: then nothing
0: crickets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It's, it's very, it's timeless material for sure. And so it'll be fun to, to work on this all together as a group. So I wanted to have you on the show because you've been talking about focusing on what you're calling legacy projects. And I wanted to really dive into what that is for you, how it's different from what you have been doing and what it means to you. So can you start with really like how, how are you defining a legacy project and how is it different from just, you know, regular scrapbooking?
1: Right. So um, I've always been a really project focused scrapbooker. Um, mm-hmm. I I think I always have to know, like, where is this page going to live? I can't just make random pages. Uh, like when I think back to when I first started scrapbooking, which was actually almost 30 years ago now. Um, I was always making gift albums uh, for other people like my mom, my sister, and my husband. And then I like doing mini albums and theme albums. But um, I think I have a tendency to overthink things and get overwhelmed. So I haven't completed many projects for myself or my girls. I think my girls, mm. like I did a Disney al- character album and then... Um, I did a December Daily one time in a Traveler's Notebook. But, um, and then I think recently I've done more yearly albums, but one I completed in a Heidi Swap storyline chapter, which was thanks to the Simple Scrapper <laughs> finishing days and community. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then I have a lot of unfinished projects. But I guess to answer the question, um, it's, These projects are
0: more important
1: and they span, like the ones I'm thinking of, they span a bigger amount of time, I guess.
0: Okay. And one thing you mentioned to me was that these are ones that, like, if you weren't here anymore, what would you want to leave behind? Yes. You know, I know, like, you know, women of a certain age, we are getting mammograms every year. And I think that, at least for me, that always, like leads to that thought of okay if something bad for it would happen to me have I done what I really want to do in scrapbooking yes and um I'm curious like you know what is your kind of underlying reason why do you want to invest time on these particular projects
1: Wow. Well, it it's a little bit of a long story but um I think it all comes down to what you kind of talked about the mammogram but um in 2021, I had some life events, like one after another, after another, three of them um, mm-hmm. that. Um, so first, my daughter went off to college. Um, and yeah. Then I lost my dad um After he had Alzheimer's, so that was that's a whole other added thing of the memory loss. I think about that. Oh, well, for sure. Yeah. yeah, and then you know, tap it all off with in July of 2021, I turned 50. So it was like uh, all these <laughs> things piling up. I just started thinking of my own mortality, and and mm-hmm. um, and then I guess you know, dealing with. Well- all that, and um, over the last year and a half, I found myself, not just in scrapbooking, but in life in general, just wanting to let go of things that don't really matter, and wanting to prioritize people and things that are most important, and so, when I looked at scrapbooking, I thought, just like you said, if I were no longer here, what scrapbooks would I want to leave my girls, and... You know, when I sat down and really thought about that, I came up with, you know, quickly really came up with a list of, okay, these are the things I really want to have done. Um, and, you know, I'd be happy if these are the things that were done. Um, that's not to say that there won't be other projects or there aren't other things that interest me, but I think it gives me a good place to start. And a good place to focus my time and energy and, um, I guess, stop me from feeling guilty for leaving projects unfinished. You know, like have a, have a plan and Yes. a yes. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think these projects can sometimes feel... I don't know kind of maybe intimidating yes. when we do put weight to them and that's why like having the plan and even like you know breaking that down into steps can be so helpful for actually moving forward once we've identified how important they are to us yes exactly it so would you you know we talk a lot at simple scrapper about bucket list stories bucket list projects do you see an overlap with with kind of your you know, thought process around your legacy projects?
1: I I think I would, because for me, these are the projects that I'd want to have completed if I were to, you know, kick the bucket. (laughs) Or if Uh I were gone tomorrow, these are the albums that I'd want my family, you know, especially my girls, to
0: have. Yes, yes, yes. So have you thought about some of the, like, more details of the themes you want to document? Um, Is it about like lessons that you want to share? Is it about particular events that you want to make sure captured? You know, what are kind of some of the more specific, I guess, story threads that come up when you're thinking about uh, getting these done?
1: So when I um, sat down, I think it was in the fall, and really thought about that question of which, you know, albums would I want to have? I actually came up with eight albums. Um, and so, so it's more like albums that I'd want. So, um, before my, before your story, I actually have two birth to high school graduation and college until I met my husband. Um, I actually have started both of my girls, um, baby books and I want those to be Mm -hmm. done. I mean, I've, I've, Lexi, like I mentioned, is 20 and I started her book, I think, when she was seven years old. So, you know, this has been hanging over my head for 13 years. So, and, and actually both of them are about 80 to 90% done. So I just need to finish them. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. And then, um, I'd like to do a book about my husband and I, like how we met and, you know, like we used to travel and go to concerts and, have a life before we had <laughs> kids. So I think that would be cool to do. And then, um, two more for my girls would be school of life books is what I call them. I think, I don't know mm-hmm. if it was Becky Higgins or Stacy Julian or somebody had these where it's just, for me, it would be from that after the baby book, which would end at one year onto their high school graduation. Um, and it would be really streamlined, and you know, just a few pages per year. Um, and then the
0: final, oh, sure, yeah, yeah.
1: And then the final one is um, our youngest daughter, Emmy. Um, we adopted her, so I want to do some kind of adoption book that has her story. Um, and you know, we have some memorabilia and stuff that I want to be sure to include in there. So.
0: Oh, very cool. Yeah. So these are very much focused on kind of past stories too. So yes. it's, there's nothing really like kind of like ongoing to it. So you can have a really clear container. The photos are taken, you know, it's, let's sit down and figure out how this is going to come together. Yes. Now I'm curious, like, you know, you said you went, worked on uh, Heidi Swap memory planner. Like, can you think through like the, creative process of those two projects like working in tandem with a year uh versus wrapping your brain around one of these projects that sounds very very different
1: yeah um i think i've always liked planning uh, like the planning Uh of an album and so i picture really breaking this down and and like drawing out what I want to do, listing out um, what the pages will look like, what I need for the pages. Um, mm-hmm. The Heidi swap was more, I think, more creative. And and at first it was in the moment, but then I got behind. So then it wasn't, then it was looking back. Yeah. But, but this is, this will definitely be harder in that I don't have everything organized, so I, uh, journaling and things like that. I'll have to go on a expedition of trying to find everything, digging through my basement and looking for journals and things like that. So, um, yeah.
0: And do you have an idea of kind of what are we talking all 12 by 12 layouts uh do you think you'll vary the size and format at all or kind of what's your vision for these eight albums
1: yeah um so Lexi's baby book is the only one that will be traditional 12 by 12 pages because that's how it started so so that's Mm -hmm. how I'll continue Um, and then Emmy's baby book was a 12 by 12 also but it was pocket pages which funny enough um Lexi's became two albums and Emmys I've kept it to one um with the pocket pages and then um I think the school life I was thinking nine by 12 pocket pages and just so that I could have you know if I had an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper or something I could just throw it in there but having it not be too big and then Mm -hmm. um I'm not sure about the adoption. The same thing, you know, it would have to be at least eight and a half by eleven, but perhaps nine by twelve. And then the before your stories, I, I'm t- I, I keep going back and forth uh, between six by eight and eight and a half by eleven. I think that one especially I want to try my hand at digital scrapbooking, which I've never done. Oh, um, but I have to have used so many old pictures that I have to scan anyway so Mm -hmm. um, I thought it might be a good
0: time to you know
1: play with digital
0: (laughs) somehow (laughs) so do you have an idea of which one you want to tackle first
1: Um, yeah I actually when we went through the um, planning for the
0: uh,
1: for the Simple Scrapper the 2023 Mm -hmm. planning party uh, steps I planned out that I would, in January and February, I would focus on Lexi's baby book and finishing that. Okay. And then in March and nice. April, I was going to go to Emmy, so I'd have you know hopefully two big wins and then I can <laughs> move on. Plus, it'll be summer then after you know, soon after that. So maybe I can play with digital scrapbooking.
0: Now, curiously, like, kind of, can you talk us through your thought process of what what about summer? leads you to digital um that's a great question (laughs) um is it like just being more mobile is it you know um, i think i just yeah i'm curious like
1: is there a connection there or no yeah i guess i just pictured having more time more free time to like play and okay um, because my um youngest she does theater camp um and other activities so i think i could you know I don't know. When I'm waiting in the car, I could perhaps do stuff on my iPad. Um, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. I mean, because actually, when I think about it in the past, I haven't been good about scrapbooking this summer, but maybe the digital will be better.
0: Well, I think uh, the seasons of life that you're in often dictate whether you have more or less time in the summer or within any with any like natural season of the year. Yes. Um like what's going on, who's, you know, um requesting time from you or requiring time from you and yeah, it definitely is every year seems a little bit different for sure. Yeah. So you mentioned how, you know, you so have struggled a little bit with finishing projects. Mm-hmm but I'm curious if any of the ones you've already finished, you kind of put it in this bucket of, of legacy projects, or is it just that you've done, you know, most of Lexi's baby book?
1: So when, when you, when I read this question, I was like, no, I've never done this. But then when I really thought about it, I was like, wait a Mm -hmm. second. Like I thought about my gift albums and I actually made two different gift albums that would definitely fit into this. And um, one was a, I think they were both 12 by 12 um you know, regular scrapbook traditional pages and um one was a retirement book for my mom and one was mm-hmm. um a gift I did for my sister when she graduated from nursing school and um both of them I did kind of like a um this is your life <laughs> you know like looking yeah. back you know from baby on um and even my mom's I had people send in letters to her um she was retiring from being a teacher so I had you know different friends and colleagues and um my brother and sister and I you know all write her a letter and include it in there so so yeah I would definitely say I have <laughs> and I was surprised that I had
0: <laughs> now one thing that I've th- thought about with gift projects is that I, I feel like I am not quite as hard on myself and I don't know if you're hard on yourself when it comes mm-hmm. to your scrapbooking, but with gift projects, I'm like, Oh, well that's like, that's fine. They will love that. Um, and it's very satisfying. And I think maybe that we don't necessarily give ourselves enough credit for those, which is maybe why it didn't come across your mind. Right. Uh, because it, you know, it left your space But there's something, it's almost like we put on a different hat when we're putting together a scrapbooking gift. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I, that's what I, when I thought about that project and um, what I'd learned from doing that, I, um, Mm -hmm. I actually think that because they weren't about me, I was able to not overthink them. And I just came up with a plan and then I executed the plan. And you know, all the decisions were quick, I just picked colors, you know, this sec, like, things were in different sections, like different, like, I'm thinking of my mom's and, you know, different decades of her life. And, you know, this was back in the, I guess, the early 2000s or so. So, so it was like, the forest green and the blue yes. and the navy blue. <laughs> so, yeah, so each one had a second. And I just, yep, this is the picture I'm going to use. Okay, yep, I'll do this layout. Okay, done. <laughs> but for me, I would overthink it for weeks, months, years. <laughs> yeah. I don't know.
0: <laughs> no, that's, yeah, I can do the same thing sometimes. Yeah. Now, I'm curious, working on those projects, did Did anything like trickle over, like like? Oh yeah, I did. You remember when you sat down to do a project about you that it could be simpler, or did maybe you revert back to your natural tendencies?
1: (laughs) So, like I mentioned before, I love planning the projects, and I think Mm -hmm. that was key. But um, I actually went through a big chunk of time where I didn't scrapbook, and so I think I forgot that. And then, um, so then when I came back to it, I. I wasn't doing that, and I was just continuing to overthink and um, not finish projects. But um, I mean, I would definitely say that Simple scrapper becoming a member it actually helped me rediscover that, like going through some of the classes and some of the finishing days and, and projects. Um, so for this legacy project, I'll definitely be leaning into. Planning and trying to not overthink it, and you know, maybe making a lot of those decisions up front. And, um, I think a big thing for me that I've learned with, um, specifically with that Heidi Swap, um, the Heidi Swap yearbook that I did was Mm -hmm. that batching is the way to go for me, it really helps me get things done. So so I'll definitely be Yeah, I think to do some that. people are
0: either like totally batchers or totally not. But if you if your brain tends that direction, then trying to do something like one at a time almost feels like, you know, walking up a sand yes. hill. <laughs> I think. Whereas batching feels like, you know, going downstream. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what
1: when I discovered it, um, I was like, Why haven't I been doing this the whole entire time? This Mm-hmm.
0: Is the way to go. So I'm I'm thinking about the year ahead and even beyond. What kind of balance are you looking for? If I mean, if any at all, between these legacy projects and like other projects, are you seeing a? Is this like a major, just long term shift for you? Is it just your focus right now? Uh, I'm curious how how you're feeling about that. Um.
1: So I decided. This year, that I'm just going to commit to the three legacy projects I mentioned before, the volume mm-hmm. one of Before Your Story, and then finishing the baby books. Um, yeah, and then you know if I get you know through the through those, and then I decide to add some more, then I can always do that. But um, I think the key will be that I'm not committing to any new yearly project, and I'm also not doing the One Little Word class, Um, Mm -hmm. both of those things, the yearly project and the One Little Word, I've done for the last few years. And especially the One Little Word project, um, while I got so much out of it, and I love, um, especially in 2021, my word was joy. And because I Mm. had such a tough year, that was like, it really helped me to each month focus on Hey, what brought me joy this month? Um, But I think not doing those, um, and then um, I don't know. I think that it'll be a nice balance. Like, uh, oh, because I also am doing the Hello Story class, so it's not just all legacy. So, and then one more thing I'm doing in 2023 is I'm um, I signed up along with my. my friend and my accountability partner, Nikki Can, um, we're doing the Story of Self class, the Laura okay, class. Okay, sure. Um, but that class and the Hello Story class are going to span the entire year. So I think spacing it out like that, it's going to be a nice balance with those and with, with the legacy project. So I don't. Well, and I can
0: see that story of self kind of fills a little bit of that role that one little word would. Yes, definitely. And Mm -hmm. we did
1: decide that we're still going to pick a word, but Mm -hmm. we're, and we'll still even do some of the, uh, some of the prompts that we've done in the past that we liked, but we're going to do them every, uh, like, it'll span two months. So like January, February, we'll fill out those uh, beginning uh, sheets and then. Uh, March, April, we'll do the vision board. Um, um, so it'll be a lot more doable.
0: Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Now, kind of going back to hello story, I'm curious: are you going to use any of that design inspiration to capture stories and and document things for your legacy project, or are in your mind those are two very separate things? Um. So I, one thing off in
1: the horizon that I've always wanted to do is a story about like a six by eight album that's just like random stories about me. Um, Not necessarily, Mm -hmm. well, they could be, but I'm not thinking like about when I was a kid or anything, but just like things that I like right now or that. So I think that's what I picture the Hello Story being those kind of. Okay. Things, and I picture putting them all in a six by eight, but I haven't even watched the verse lesson, so maybe I'm way off base about what it is, but um but it might bleed into some of the legacy um projects.
0: Yeah, I was just yeah. curious. Yeah. Well, and even with like, you know, when we're talking about bucket list stories in my class, one of my stories was about all the like teen idols i've had yes. crushes on over the years and how they all had like floppy hair yeah. <laughs> so i mean it doesn't have to be like the most serious of stories right. but something that really like you know I- i've spent a lot of time thinking about some of those guys over the years not maybe not as much recently but in my younger days definitely <laughs> so yeah
1: because i mean wouldn't you love to have something from your mom or grandma like this is what i always think wouldn't you love to have like something from your mom or grandma, that's a story like that. Just a random mm-hmm. tidbit of information, you know, it's, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Well, and I also have seen some of those, like, as they could be bonus stories for the, you know, the before your story yeah. format. And for those who have been hearing us talk about this, this is an album project that I developed, oh gosh, almost 10 years ago. Ah, uh, to document your your life or someone else's from birth to adulthood, and it divides it into categories using Stacey Julian's Library of Memories framework, and then it really emphasized pocket pages because that was especially ten years ago yeah. that was like the the format of the day. Uh, but it was very kind of containerized in terms of you only have a certain amount of room. you could only tell a certain number of stories. But as you come up with fun other little tidbits that you want to add, just put them in the album later. Um, I always recommended those to, like, just write on the back of the sheet if you have more ideas, because you will. But really focus on just, like, what is the true scope of this project? So, yes. yeah, I definitely see you could have some some overlap there if it all just falls together. And some places might and some places might not.
1: Yeah. Um. Who is it? Is it Leilani's scraps or Leilani? Um, I'll go look it up and give you the name, but um, she does a really cool like back in the 80s, these were like a little album that she did, and I pictured mm-hmm. including something like that in the before your story. Um,
0: that'd be fun, yeah, uh,
1: yeah, just all the like when you look at like um, like a Barbie or a Cabbage Patch or something, you know, like those toys from your when you were little or the shows you watched
0: yeah oh that'd be such a fun conversation to have in the community just because like you know, what you think about when it comes to Barbie might be different than what I think about, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, whenever somebody <laughs> talks about, like, oh, we should buy some, like, Fruit Loops, and I always think of, well, I was never allowed to have any sugary cereal when I was a kid, so. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> it's funny, my girls, I, I always had sugary cereal growing up, but I didn't let them uh-huh. do it. For Christmas, sometimes I wrap up, a like, a... I would wrap up a Lucky Charms
0: or, yeah. or Fruit Loops. Yeah. That's so funny. funny. Yeah. yeah, I definitely let Emily have like Cookie Crisp and whatever oh, yeah. she wanted. Yeah. So. so we just
1: do the opposite of whatever we
0: were raised, I guess. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> These days she just likes like plain, like flakes, like raisin oh, bran. I don't wow. know. She's, cool. she's more into like blur things, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. She also prefers Greek yogurt to regular yogurt. Yeah. She's developing (laughs) fancy tastes. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, So do you have any other kind of thoughts about as particularly if you, um, at the planning party, as you're thinking about the year, any other things that kind of came to mind or uh, connected back to this, this deeper kind of yearning to, to capture some of the bigger stuff.
1: Um, I mean, I just like for people that like, I think it for me, it comes down to that I'm so project based. Um, mm-hmm. And I just find comfort in that in having a specific project. But um I think other people like they could have, you know, like the bucket list stories or, you know, even mm-hmm. just I've thought of that, like, what are the 10 things that, um, like, like the 10 stories that I would want my girls to know about me, or, you know, yeah, but I think it'd be good to brainstorm and just sit down and think that question, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean,
0: I know it's kind of morbid, but, but no, but it's. All part of why we scrapbook. I mean, there's certainly like creative outlet, the the journey in the moment. But you know, there are other crafts that can provide a lot of the same rewards. But this one also leaves something behind. So,
1: and I guess yeah, I think that's part
0: of why we do it. Yeah.
1: So I guess if you identify with you know I scrapbook because you know I want to leave a legacy, and it doesn't have you know if you don't Mm -hmm. have kids, it's I think it's important for. All women to, like, your story matters and, um, just sharing, sharing your story and sharing what was important in your life, what is important in your life. And, um, yeah, that it just helps yes, me yes. to break it down to not, when I think of everything, it gets overwhelming. But if I could have a list of 10 things, that would be, that's more doable. So.
0: Well, and as as we've talked today, I think that this episode will help some of our listeners maybe figure out: am I a project scrapbooker or am I a layout scrapbooker? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you may have already you may have already known, but maybe it's not something you've ever even thought about before. But I think it could explain maybe why some things work better than others for somebody.
1: Yeah, and all, I think also we get caught up on well, I'm going to do this because I've always done this, like Project Life or December Daily or Day in the Life, you know, all those different projects that we do just because, you know, well, I've always done this. But if you pause to kind of think through, does this really matter to me? You know, if I Mm -hmm. stop doing this, would I be not not that it doesn't have to be so heavy and legacy, you know, it doesn't have to be that it matters like that, but if you're not getting joy out of it, then I don't think you should be continuing to do it. Maybe just take, take a year off and see how you feel. Focusing on other things. Yeah, I think so.
0: We can get burnout sometimes and uh, things can feel redundant because sometimes, you know, Uh, smaller groupings of years can feel kind of similar. And then it's when you have those bigger shifts in life as you experienced in 2021, where, Mm -hmm. you know, certain projects resonate a lot more and fill a need for you. And then other years, maybe they don't. Yeah. Well, Jen, this has been so insightful. Thank you so much for spending time with me.
1: Well, thank you. I was really honored that you asked me to be on. So thank you
0: this is a bucket well, I'm list just so glad.
1: being on the podcast. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. thank you. But I didn't Pat. even
1: think to put on my bucket list. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just so glad the membership has been beneficial to you and that you're, you know, such an active part of our community. Oh, thank you. Can you share where we can find you online?
1: Um, sure. I'm on Instagram and it's Jen's happy place
0: another two n's Gen, in that?
1: sorry jen with two n's <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. okay <laughs> we'll include the link in the show notes yeah. as well but i just wanted to clarify that yeah. for our listeners <laughs> all right thank you so much for your time and to all of our listeners please remember that you have permission to scrapbook your way